Hello and welcome to the SBP Podcast, episode 36. I'm your host, Susie Botello, and you are listening to the voice of mobile film. We are live in San Diego with Anthony De La Cruz, mobile filmmaker, actor, slash mobile filmmaker, dad. <laughs> <laughs> All of the above. <laughs> um, we met Anthony back, <laughs> this is like the history, right? Uh, going back to 2016 for our film festival. Uh, he's also a musician. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll just keep slashing <laughs> titles <laughs> here for Anthony. He's an artist, so he's everything. Um, but he's, uh, he, he made a mobile film uh, back in 2000, probably 15, right? Yes. Yeah. And he submitted it to our film festival in 2016, but it was a musical why don't you, um, before we start talking about your first film, then we'll talk about a little bit about your second film, uh, a little bit about your experience having your mobile filmmaking daughter um, in the film festival as well. And then we'll talk a little bit about the Samsung uh, version or the Samsung story of mobile film. How's that? Sounds interesting. <laughs> I'd like to learn about Samsung, Samsung, Samsung. <laughs> Samsung. Is that, is that what you have? Actually, I would like. I would rather uh, it be more not so much Samsung, but um, I would rather it be Android. There you go. You know, so I the, don't have a Samsung. Yeah. Well, and you worked <laughs> before with an LG. That is what it is. Is that what it still is? Yes. Oh, awesome. My first one was with an HTC. HTC. Mm-hmm. So, but you're an he's an Android guy. So that I am. And a filmmaker, uh, so we'll have to um, talk about that. So share a little bit about, you know, how and uh, someone like you got into smartphone filmmaking and what is someone like you? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a loaded question. Um, so someone like me, um, well, interesting in a nutshell, I started out as a composer musician and that didn't go very well for me because you had to depend on other folks to get the plane off the ground, if you will. And we had a lot of crash, you know, crashes before we even took off. Um, I did the whole record label route. I am on a record label now. Um, but uh, what got me into filmmaking, if you will, or movie making, I'll call it. We'll call it movie making because uh, we're not doing film. Um, is that it was interesting. I was already getting fed up with the band situation because of having to rely on these 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 people who thought they were professional and they were all but. And they were kind of caught up in the dream more than the actual work needed to try to get somewhere. So um, it all came about when I actually wanted to get a free product um, that I didn't want to pay for, obviously. And uh, they were offering free product if you made it into the infomercial. So I said, okay, let's go do that. And then I landed it, got in the infomercial, and I got my free product. But um, one of the things they wanted to do was film me for the actual commercial. And they wanted me to be filmed in my element, if you will. And uh, I had a day job at the time that was not very exciting, property managing, all kinds of commercial properties and buildings. And and then I said, oh, and now I'm in a band. And quickly they're like, oh, let's film your band for the commercial. And I was like sweet, do we have an EP coming out? Let's kind of incorporate it all, a little free advertising and so forth and so on. 
And then it comes time to shoot the commercial, and of course my drummer decides not to show up because it was more for me than the band, and that ruined pretty much everything for the commercial. Um, I still had my moment where it was just me, you know, my interviews and whatnot, but my, I guess, environmental shots were not usable because... So there was a band quarrel, which is so uncommon right, in the industry. Right. Right. It, it, that kind of <laughs> solidified and draw, brought it home for me, going like... Forget this. Yeah. I said F this, which means forget this. <laughs> <laughs> and um and so I finally had enough and I'm like, you know, you know, that's it. You know, I I I left. Um and as I sat around thinking of what I was gonna do, you know, I the thought crossed my mind, why don't I can see what else I can get, you know, acting wise, because I landed that pretty easily and then I you know And audition- you made some connections during um, not uh, per se. No, I really didn't make connections no. then because it wasn't really a thought of what I was going to be doing. It was just more I was getting free product and I got yeah. a free promotion for my band, my EP coming out, and then that didn't happen. Right. So um, I basically auditioned for a, a small part in a, in a, I guess it was a film school, film, student film, whatever. And I got it and I did really well and it was fun and it was like, wow, this feels like movie making, you know, and, you know, everything you see on TV. And then so I, did another, and then another. And <clears throat> as that started to progress, <clears throat> excuse me, um, is when I kind of, I'd already been editing, doing music, you know what I mean, software, doing all kinds of stuff since the early 2000s, and I actually had a song in a movie soundtrack in which, you know, the label I worked for, the musician friend of mine, she acted in a film, They and she's the one who actually facilitated having a soundtrack, right? So that's kind of like, you know, Think about this. Ten years before, I kind of dabbled in part of the mix in the salad there. Yeah, exactly. It was exactly, and it was just like um, I guess the seeds were planted back then, if you will, and Mm -hmm. I didn't realize it. And so, as I started to do more and more, you know, I'm curious about sound. I'm a musician. I'm a composer. I write. I record. I do everything. Right. So it's like, hmm, you know, what's the difference between film recording, right, and music recording? And, you know, to me, the concepts were similar, you know, obviously devices were different and whatnot, but, uh, and, you know, uh, you're not in controlled environments a lot of times filming like you would be in a studio. So right. yeah, you know, there's some differences, but, you know, I learned all that. And as I started getting, becoming interested in that, I had music and I thought to myself, well, why not create my own video? So having fun, I had this little, um, this is before I even did a mobile thing. Okay. So the first thing I did was I had uh, this Olympus camera, you know, and then I, somebody gave me a cool little Kodak underwater, like MP3 type recording thing I could device. And so I really had this epiphany of one of my songs that like, what if I just kind of like, you know, piece together something for my first little music video, you know, really just for practice, which kind of what I did, I think through the 2000 to 2010, I was practicing recording, doing all kinds of stuff. We're practicing, you know, editing. And that was just me learning because I wanted to learn. You know, it wasn't really about trying to get involved or do anything. It was just learn. And then when I kind of, I started piecing together this music video, and I think it was like some Windows Movie Maker thingy that I threw together. I already had the recording, the song I'd made that I made in, you know, not to get too deep in the music part, but I made that interestingly as well, Mm -hmm. um, where my drunk friend came over, made some verses up. I recorded him playing some chords that he wasn't even hearing, (laughs) you know, and and when I got done, he's looking at me like, is that what you're playing? I didn't even hear that. And I was (laughs) like, don't worry, you're cool, you're in key. 
goodbye. <laughs> and then I rewrote the song around him, and then I completed this whole song, and I thought to myself, hmm, well, I can do that with the video, kind of same concept. So I started piecing together really pieces of videos that I already kind of started mm-hmm. doing, and then I kind of pasted it into a story, you know, and then kind of let it develop. And then I went, when I had this underwater camera that I was given, um, that shot in like 720p or whatever, I thought, oh, underwater shots, you know, what can I do with that? And then I created this crazy story, first person, you're following this guy through his journey, and you don't really see who he is, you know, things fade out as you're about to see who he is, and then at the end, I stuck this little camera down at the bottom of the jacuzzi, and I fell in, and I took those shots of me hitting the water, and started messing with all kinds of like cool effects and whatever, and um, and there was my story. Well, that is what led me to making a mobile film. I was wondering when you were going to get to that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> now that you know how I kind of came about my whole background of yeah. making things, yeah. then the thought goes to, you know, with these phones now, shooting in 1080p, you know, what if I just do a music video? Much like I already pieced together with different little cameras and whatever, but out of my phone, you know, and I was into HTC and they were, one of, they were great cameras and all that other stuff. And so I had a friend in a band, who's actually the drunk friend who came in singing. He's a drummer, <laughs> you know, and uh, his band was kind of putting stuff together and they're moving on up, doing their thing. And I thought to myself, you know what? What a great way to practice of shooting a music video. You know, they, you know, I just, all I did was volunteer and say, Hey, you know what? I want to experiment doing a music video with my phone. I go. Had you heard about anybody else doing that at you the know, time? You know, I really hadn't. No? I re- okay. it was just more on getting content to edit than it was about what I was using and doing. Okay. You know what I mean? Because remember, yeah. I told you I was piecing together stuff. Yeah, you're experimenting. Experimenting. Yeah. So now I thought to myself, wow, why not use this camera that shoots in 1080p? And you know, and so then I basically decided to do what I did before, only collecting footage on one device of my phone. And so, and actually, I'll, I'll, I'll actually let me take one step back. When I went to go shoot this, you know, I asked my friend basically, "Hey, you know, if you like it, free video. If you don't like it, hey, I'm, this is for me to practice, and I just want to learn how to do this." Yeah. Oh yeah, sure, come over. So I go and I take my Olympus camera, okay, and I have my phone. Ah, I see. Now, I want to put this together. You know, I'm thinking, okay, you know, I don't know what footage. Okay, I'll get some still shots, you know, some static shots with my Olympus camera aimed at, you know, I guess, you know, more of a wide shot and whatever. Yeah. And then I'll get, get all this footage with my phone. You know, moving, MTV style, you know, crazy, whatever. And so when it came to, down to shooting, um, I did that. I placed a camera there and whatever. And, you know, there's going to be shots where I'm going to be in it that I couldn't use, and there was some I could get out of the shot, you know, and, and use them as cut-ins, you know. Well, as I go to edit the footage I got from both cameras, there was a continuity issue. Mm-hmm. So guess what I stuck with? I stuck with the phone because that one had the movement, that had the, you know, the zooming in, that you know, and all handheld, no devices at the time. It was my hand. It was easier to handle, It huh? was easier to handle, yeah. Um, I could go a, a sweeping shot from the guitarist to the drummer to the bassist with my arm. Right. You know, and 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 I could, you know, and the room wasn't very big, even though it was wide, it was short. So it's not like I had a lot of room. So now that it's funny, years later that we think about it, yeah. What other device would I have been able to use, right? right. That close. Yeah. So um, anyway, so I ended up putting this video together, and it came out really well. It was all, you know, my phone shot in 1080. It was like crisp and clean HD. It looked great. Um, I cut it together, you know, as the solos are happening, I'm like zooming in with my phone, you know, and again, manually, not, you know, 
with my button. No, me just taking my hand and going right into that guitar, you know, and, and doing all this great stuff. And then you also had great sound because you you had the recording of the of the song, not captured with the phone. Right, exactly, right? yeah. But so you had a nice studio type of a recording of Exactly the, that. Yeah, so what music. I ended up doing was I had them play to their recording. Mm, okay. So they played live to their PA system that was cranking their song so they could go through the motions, hit the chords, hit the drums, but they were playing to their studio recording of their song. So when it came time to editing, I just... You mean the video recording of their song? No. Actual studio recording of their actual song they made in the studio, record studio. Oh. So they played to that. Okay. Live. Yeah. So their footage was going to be in time with this track. Okay. So all I had to do was remove all the audio and drop the track into place, and they were playing on time to it because that's what they played to. Yeah. So now I have a quality, clean studio recording of their music. Then now I just put footage on top of. Right. And everything fell into sync just like magic because it, you know, again, lucky, who knows, but I thought they should play to the song because I had seen some music rap videos, you know, being made where they're just mouthing to it. And right. I thought, no, you know, it's harder to do with rock musicians because they can't just fake the drum tap, right? Yeah. So then I thought, well, they have loud system in there but they have rhythm and they have beats and right and so and again they recorded this so yeah. therefore they could play this song as it's on the recording right now live you know you're going to come off you're not going to stay on beat you know all that right so as long as they had that to follow yeah it was like clockwork so what was amazing to me was being able to like it makes sense you know in theory Mm-hmm. But when you drop it in into your video editing and you're you're splicing to it and everything's just lining up perfectly, it's like that's how you do it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And um, and so let's. So fl- now you're a, you're a music video mobile video expert. <laughs> right at at the time. And so it was interesting though. And this is when I get in. So it might have been might have been around 2013 14 to be honest mm. with you. So about a year after. Yeah. Comic-Con's coming up and everyone's all, you know, crazy about it. And I think I lived, I worked downtown at the time and everything, you know, so yeah. I was all around it. And my friend's EP was finally ready. And I thought to myself, you know, it'd be cool if I just did some crazy effect on it. You know, I had this great quality HD live video and I had put it out there and people were like, ooh, ooh, cool, whatever. But during Comic-Con, I thought, what if I do a cartoon effect on it, you know? Yeah. And I mess with the tweak and everything, and and it looks like an animation, whatever you know, went over the live video. And when I tweaked that out, and it looked amazing. I mean, all I did was really add a cartoon effect to it. It's the same video. It gave it another life. Yep. And then that's when I don't know how I came across the International Mobile Film Festival. To be honest with you, I can't recall. Well, we're in San Diego, so well, of course. I mean, but but you know, it was the timing yeah. of me doing that. And then a year, six months to a year later, I see the Mobile Film Fest, and I'm thinking, well, I wonder if it qualifies because it's still within the year of, you know, when, you know, what your parameters were. Yeah. And I submitted, and lo and behold is when everything opened up, is when I became exposed to everything mobile by going to the International Mobile Film Festival. Yeah, and you were, you were, see, a lot of people think, the International Mobile Film Festival only wants films that look like, you know, cinematic and all this stuff and and or not, just so you know. Like, you know, if you're scared to submit 
submit it. You're, you, you just don't know. It might get selected. Um, and uh, I remember when I came across your video um, and I saw it and I thought, you know, admittedly, I can actually be honest with filmmakers and, and you know, just tell them it's not the best thing I've seen. But you've got as a filmmaker, luckily for me, I can see the potential in people by looking at their videos. And, uh, and I thought, you know, he's got potential there. And I, and I think you said it, um, that this was your first, you know, your first film uh, shot with the phone and stuff like that. And I thought, you know, he, he's probably going to take this so much further. Plus, he's experimenting. There's all these reasons that I had. So I selected your film. And then I remember because you were in San Diego and you were, you know, I was asking you if you wanted, if you were going to, it's like, you must come to the film festival because there are people from different parts of the world that come. Uh, but you're right here already. So I wanted you to come and I spoke with you on the phone and you went through that entire process of how you made your film and your thought that I can't believe I made it to your film festival. Right. Yeah. I mean, cause it wasn't even like my goal when I made this, yeah. it's something I'd already made just because of my own curiosity and, you know, not in quest for knowledge, <laughs> you know, and everything. And, you know, when, when it fell into place and then you, you chose it, it was kind of like, oh, okay. And again, it wasn't even like I was even still, you know, it, was, it wasn't in my mind to, oh, I'm going to go make films now. No, it wasn't until I attended mm -hmm. the festival to see other examples, you know, and see some really professional looking, you know, really creative videos, that, you know, to the ones you, you mentioned, you know, that weren't professional, but it didn't matter at that point. I saw the spectrum and I was like, whoa, okay, what can we do with this? You know, and in the meantime, you know, I was pursuing acting and my career was literally developing, you know. So, again, all these things are going on at the same time because that's how I operate, right? I don't just do one thing. It's one of the reasons why I do do that because, like you said, the spectrum, the diversity in the films where when people come and they see the films, they may see something extraordinary and say, I don't think I'm at that level yet. Right. But then they'll see something that they'll go, I think I could do something like that though. You but know, better. <laughs> and, or, or even better. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So you get inspired. Mm -hmm. You're like, I want to be a part of this then, right. you know, and I want to come here uh, and, and get this whole, and plus you made friends, right? Yeah, no, exactly. That's where I met my lead actress for my second film, Lizette Ben Ray, you know, who's an amazing yeah. artist herself and actor and filmmaker. And, and, uh, you know, I did get to meet not only her, but I mean, international people that were amazing as well. So, you know, again, you know, go back to the spectrum. Well, you have this European influence and their way they, you know, they did what they did. And then, you know, Lizette, Lizette did hers, which, you know, she was an artist, came from that angle. You know, mine was more of a music angle at the first, you know. So then after that, as you actually get exposed to more people and the whole concept, if you are paying attention, you'll realize that, you know, you're, it's story making. And that's one thing I picked up that first year, you know, because, again, I, it was not my intention. I made a music video because that's what, I, what my need was at the time. And then all of a sudden you realize that, oh, my God, you can tell, yes, it's story making. Wait, it is like real filmmaking. Only you're using your device, so apply all the same concepts. I mean, so it was interesting because, you know, only just a couple of years ago, and as you can imagine, technology are things like leaps and bounds. So it's crazy to think that it's only a couple of years later and there's so much more available so much more that's happened so much more equipment that's coming it's like whoa you know and then there was your daughter 
because uh, uh, Anthony was part of the Q&A panel, mm-hmm. of course, like all the filmmakers in our film festivals are. And I remember you were in the, in, the, in the Q&A panel. Do you even remember what it was that you said where I turned to your daughter and told her maybe you could I make I think I was, I was referring to how it was all ages. And that, that ah. w- what it was amazing about it is that it truly was that. Um, not only all ages, but just anyone, you know, like you said, different professional levels, you know, professional to non. Um, and then that's when you segued into, as you do so well, <laughs> into the, <laughs> into, yes, it is all ages. And then you look over at my yeah, daughter. Yeah, because I've always wanted to get more kids mm-hmm. involved. And, well, she happened to be, we're talking now about Miranda J. Mullings. <laughs> <laughs> yes. um, she uh, she happened to be sitting right behind me, and she was like ten mm-hmm. at the time, ten, ten years old. Yeah. Um, and and actually, the funny thing about it is, you know, she turned around and she submitted a film to our film festival as well as you. Mm-hmm. So you were both sort of in competition yeah. with. Well, what was interesting is that you know at home. Um, that's when the wheels started turning and I get home and she says, you know, dad, I think I might be doing, I'm going to make a film. I was like, go for it, you know? And, um, and then when she got done, you know, one thing that's amazing about my daughter and, you know, some people say that, you know, that they wouldn't, they pick up, you know, from you or they learn from you and whatever, which may or may not be true. But one thing that's amazing is that, you know, we talked about this. She had a little bit of a problem with the phone she had because of external issues, not us. But anyway, <laughs> so she was really kind of stripped of her, what she had to work with, but didn't stop her from working on what she was doing. So she used what she had and still put out something that was really, She me, persevered. Amazing. Yeah. You know, and that's with anyone. I mean, that's yeah. what this whole thing, you know, when I was, you know, piecing my first video together, it was like just using what I had, you know, I didn't go to film school and do all that, you know, like everyone tries to do. And same thing with her. I witnessed it in her, you know, oh, she only had this to work with comes back and shows me what she did. And I'm like, what? I'm like, wow. And I mean, since that day, I've really been just go fly, do your thing, you know, because she's got an instinct. She has an amazing artistic ability. Yeah, but you know, she's, um, she's, you know, obviously she's artistic Mm -hmm. as well, but she also, she dares herself to and challenges herself. Um, But there's a, there's a skill I think all kids need which is it, it, when it lacks later in life, they, they really struggle, and that's perseverance. To learning to, like, yeah, there's always going to be a roadblock here and there, but you know what? You just work your way around it somehow, and you keep at it. Yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know if it's our environment, but I mean, I, I, anytime somebody says, oh, I can't, and I look at him like, okay, figure it out. I mean, what do you want me to do for you, you know? <laughs> and and I, it comes down to that, you know? Yeah. And um, she... Uh, I mean, the good thing is obviously have an example to look at a reference, you know, which would be me. You know, I didn't have that growing up. So it's I realize that even if you're not getting the answers or, you know, I mean, that's where your source of information is, at least witnessing it gives you the possibilities. Right. And so as she did hers and made hers, you know, put her film together, um, uh, you know, there was came time to put a little music down. And of course, that's what I do. So I have a track that fit perfectly laid on top of it. Boom, drop. There you go. It was ready to go. But the rest is her. I mean, again, I let her do her thing. I don't get involved. Yeah. She, I mean, the fact that she can edit on her own, I'm like, do your thing. Even if it's, you know, I teach her, you know, even if it's messed up, who cares? You're going to get better on the next one and next one and so forth, you know. And and speaking of that, because she did, um, she did a stop motion 
little thing and it wasn't anything grand <laughs> mm. you know but there was a story to it there was a message and it was a message about bullying mm -hmm. and that was so important you know if you if you're looking at something that your kids do and you're just looking at it at it for face value and you're not thinking about the message and the story behind it you might just miss that you know right and exactly and, and that's the other thing too to think about is that you may have to practice and make a bunch of mistakes and maybe make a bunch of films before you get even, you know, good at it. But if the story's there, you'll, your, your craft will eventually catch up to your storytelling. Always keep that story, story there. Yeah. That's, that's what Miranda basically did. Her story was there. And even though this 11-year-old at the time she made it, right. pieced it together, I mean, you're going to dismiss imperfections because, hello, she's 11, right? Right. But the the gist of the story is what to me was the main element. You know what I mean? Because she'll get better at making films. Right. If she hones in those storytelling skills, like she showed right off the bat was like, keep doing it, you know? Yeah. And she couldn't even believe that it got accepted because she was thinking about, you know, she was judging herself and criticizing herself at what, of course, right? but also she was thinking about, you know, the quality of the films that she had seen and there, there's her little, you know, stop motion with paper, crayons and Barbie dolls, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. But it's, um, yeah, I think, and I think, uh, I, I don't know where she's going or anything like that, but she'll look back on that and go, wow, actually, that was pretty cool. I can't believe I did that. Uh, exactly. I mean, I, I'm, I'm stoked to, to witness it, you know, and that's something that where I've gotten with my art, realizing that, you know, it, art is a gift, you know, it's something that needs to be shared. It's not yours. It's a gift given to you, you know, whatever your faith or whatever you believe in, um, it's been given to you and you got to share it. Well, with her, I pretty much, all I can say is the only thing I've done for her is create, give her an environment to, to create. True. That's it, you know? Yeah. And if she needs You've given her her space. Basically. basically yeah. Yeah. I mean, basically, I mean, if she needs any technical information or, you know. Oh, I have I have an idea. Mm. Speaking of segueing into thing, and now we're talking about space. What about the space you both shared on the red carpet? <laughs> <laughs> the fun part, right? <laughs> um, you know, that was, that, you know, that of course is fun. I mean, that's something that you, um, you know, I, I'm a little different where, you know, I get to do stuff like that as an actor and whatever, you know, but for your own film, you know, <laughs> you can't do that in, in the regular world. Um, but it's not to be dismissed. I mean, think about, you know, my child being next to me doing her own film. You know, it was kind of a surreal moment, kind of like, you know, you know, amazement because, you know, your experience is experiencing it yourself. Yeah. So, and at the same time, somebody on the right of you who's related to you, your child, whatever, is doing their own experience and you really can't watch them because you're too busy doing your thing, you know. And, and so it was fun for both of us to go through it. Um, you know, and, and the moments I could catch, you know, when I'm not talking <laughs> as I do and whatever, um, you know, I, I got to witness it with her and, and, and really be part of it, but it wasn't until the following year, which I don't want to jump the gun or whatever, but I didn't get my film done because of my schedule, but she got hers done and I got to be a dad on that, that yeah. time around. Yeah. That was kind of cool to not have to really worry about myself or promote myself or, you know, talk about myself rather than watching my child do her thing. Well, you know, you know from my perspective too, watching you both, um, <laughs> she was 11, but she was networking. 
Yeah. She was networking. And as a matter of fact, uh, you know, Brian Hennings, who won first prize this year, last year he was in her film festival as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had, uh, w- you know, uh, our first interview, you know, in the podcast. And we were talking about the storytelling part and about kids and, you know, and everything. And he And he brought her up. You know, he was impressed with her. And he was saying, you know, can't wait to see what she comes up with next year. And he was specifically talking about Miranda. But one of the reasons why he was doing that was because it was just for the same reason why he was uh, bringing up the other filmmakers. He networked (laughs) with Miranda. He got to meet her Mm. as, um, I wouldn't say a a 100% equal, you know, is because, you know, he's an adult married guy and, you know, Miranda is an 11-year-old. But he got to meet her as a, as an equal as far as creativity, filmmaking, and in in the film festival world, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, I mean, I believe he's a professional in yeah. filmmaking, you know, outside of this. But um, um, he's a writer more than anything, though. Well, but I, I mean, mean I'm just saying, the, it's part of the and whole that's process. yeah, that's where he comes from. Um, well, without writers, we can't talk well, as actors. Well, that's where the story. That's <laughs> so the stories the, come from, right? Yeah, that's where they come so, from. So you know, and, and you're right. I mean, because essentially, she's a writer too, so she has that connection. She can speak a direction. Yeah, well, she, I uh, obviously, you know, she was there with your family. She's got sisters, and you know, and your wife. She was there in 2016 for a reason to support dad. Right. You know, and. Why support that? Well, because they look up to you, you know, and and they look up to what you do outside of what you do on a daily basis. You also find the time and you work, you know, you're an actor as well. And to do the filmmaking part, you know, of course, you're a musician, too. But then, (laughs) you know, then then the filmmaking part comes and um, and they got to see Taylor there, mm-hmm. very young, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and the pitching that I was doing to get more kids involved right. and inviting them, opening the doors. I think all of that combined was what really inspired her to say, you know, maybe I can just do something. Uh, no, I really, I really think. Yeah, no, it's funny that you mentioned that because you know, I, I and I'm just kind of making the connection right now yeah. is that. Not only do I provide the environment for her at home to be a creator and be creative and do whatever, you're providing an environment pretty much for the world, Miss International, for creatives to get creative and communicate and, and like you said, network. But the point being is that's an environment Mm -hmm. for anyone to, you know, learn and dive in and progress or be part of it or, or not. But, I mean, honestly, I think, you know, much like I try to do for her, you're doing that for the international community, so... Well, it's also, thank you, um, it's also an opportunity to help people feel, because, you know, let's face it, when you're, if this was Hollywood, it, it, it does have a lot of pressure to it. You're not really so comfortable walking into a room where it's all Hollywood people and the Hollywood scene, you know, you've seen this in the movies, you come to this film festival, it's... Uh, a no, little more I, personal. I, I, I get to see that from a different angle, obviously, yeah. as an actor, right? Yeah. And, you know, uh, I don't know. I guess at that upper level, it, there's there's a political angle to it. There's, there's you know, networking the same is the same. Yeah, yeah. you got to network. I mean, you know, there's commonalities, but then there's also that a different level of, I guess, this image that's been created, you know, where 
here, it's almost like, how would you do it if you didn't have to do it that way? Mm-hmm. And here you are. It's open to everybody. It's fair game. It's, you know, you got to, the same concepts apply, but it truly is open to everybody. It truly is fair game, you know? Well, just talking about the money aspect and the funding aspect. Mm-hmm. It's one thing I've been thinking about a lot lately, which is, the fact that it really is your story if you own it and you really own it if someone else isn't funding it that you owe to, you know. True. And and I think that's one thing that I'm seeing a lot more of, especially online, that people are able to own what they create, their content, because they're not getting, somebody else is not giving them the word on it, basically, you know, funding it and all that. Especially if you, so if you're doing it with your phone, if you decide, I'm going to share this story. I got this really cool idea for a story and I'm going to share it with my phone because I just found out I can. So I'm going to go, go and do it that way. And that's how you put out your story. Now all the decisions are yours, you know, for the most part. You know, it's interesting too. I mean, exactly what you said, but to, you know, what's really going on and, you know, you're, you're in tune, you do your research and you're plugged in, but. Um, you know, all these kids, including my own, are all like all about YouTubers, right? All these YouTubers, and oh, yeah, yeah, they're generating incomes, and it's pretty crazy, right? Yeah. Well, to me, that's essentially where we are. Okay, prior to the film industry being affected this way and going through what it's going through, it was music. Mm. If anyone remembers the word Napster, right? Mm-hmm. It shook up the whole industry and, and really toppled it the way we used to know it. There's not much different that's starting to happen with film. I I think I'm I'm fortunate that I experienced it through music. Yeah, you know the 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 what used to be the norm, the the structure of how everything worked, literally get toppled, and I see the film industry going. I see it. I saw it happening there too. You know what I mean? As I met you, as I met different people involved, as as I started learning about YouTubers, and yeah, I don't get it because I'm not that age. I mean, I get it to an extent. I don't get it. Like, oh, you know what the draw is, but I get it how it works, so it's a tool. <laughs> you know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah. you can't deny it. You know what I right. mean? You, you need to learn how to use it, right? Yeah. And um, there's something I just came across that I thought was really interesting. I think kind of capsulizes what's really happening is that there's something I came across where it's like a lot of do-it-yourselfers is coming out of this whole, mm-hmm. this whole, I guess, general... Self-publishing. Self-publishing. Kind of, self yeah. I just saw somebody... Self-financing. <laughs> seriously. Yep. I saw somebody, yeah, like you said, the, yep. fri- the crowdfunding. Even just going to crowdfunding, yeah. exactly. Exactly. You so know, I need so to everything, and this is the way I saw, after your festival, the way I saw filmmaking. Yeah. If I'm playing the same concepts, using equipment, yeah, it's not a big old fancy camera, but it's shooting in the quality that Everyone else is watching YouTube, computers, you know, um, you know, our phones now do 4K. You know, your computer, not very many people watching 4K. Right. So guess what? You go back to down to 1080p. Plus, you, on mm-hmm. top of that, you can still share it on a big screen. You can, exactly. That's the big deal right now mm-hmm. because to me, it's, it is about sharing, sharing mm-hmm. your story. So you want your story to get to more places. Yes, it can go really far online or on a phone. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But it's also about being able to say, oh, I have an opportunity. You can put it on television, in the broadcast. I mean, for people to say you need to have this, you need to do it that way kind of gets me because it's like, really? You see it on the news all the time. They're grabbing footage straight from people who don't have what you're saying that you need to have. Exactly. So it's a shift, you know. And and, um, uh, it's happening because, you know, as our 
film generation dies off, then our video generation will eventually die off. And then it's going to be all those kids that were on YouTube running the show, and they're all used to 1080p. You know, they're all whatever is going to be in the future, but they're all used to functioning at at the, not at the quality level that us older folks expect. Well, it's an evolve, it's it's evolution. You know, where um, we're talking about these platforms, and then we're talking, we're looking at, you know, VR and AR and Mm -hmm. 360, all that stuff, 3D, everything coming together. So that platform is lifting and evolving at the same time that our habits mm-hmm. form and elevate as well. So everything kind of grows together. Right. Um, but it does come down to this one element that we've been doing since the caveman days. It's the storytelling. The stories. Exactly. exactly. So it doesn't... That's how we connect. Yeah, exactly. I mean, even, you know, there has been Academy Award-winning films that didn't have the quality, but the story was there. Same yep. thing applies to mobile filmmaking. Yep. It doesn't matter how awesome... I mean, you're going to do a decent job. You should learn what you're doing. But right. as long as the story is there, people overlook imperfections because it's really about the story, you know? Yeah, and sharing them, you mm-hmm. know, because it's one thing... That's one of the things I, I said it in the in this other podcast, too. It's their storytelling, which is a one-way road, Right one-way stream me telling something and the other one which is story sharing which is more of a back and forth and connecting you know and um, to me that's really important so you also want you want your stories to be shared and to to go around and you know there's nothing greater I think to most filmmakers walk into a coffee shop let's just say you know they walk into a coffee shop and somebody says oh you're so and so yeah, but it's not because, oh, they made a movie. It's because they saw your movie. Mm-hmm. And that's what really gets them. Is oh, you, you saw my movie? Mm-hmm. You know? It's like that. that's a different level of fame that a director goes to. That's true. I mean, well, you know what's interesting, too, that I'm finding is that, I mean, at least for my needs, I guess, um, but it applies because, I mean, it goes back to these YouTubers, right? <laughs> is that you have to self-promote. You have to be... What's the word I'm looking for? You know, you back in the day, you have to brand yourself. Yeah, you have to brand yourself. But back in the day, you know, an actor, whatever artist, had a company doing that for them. Mm-hmm. Okay, and going back to do it yourself now, like we were saying, you have everything available to you, and it's only becoming more and more available to you. And those, the old way of doing it is finding it harder and harder to keep a hold of what they used to do. You know, um, there's a we wanted to talk people about using androids oh yeah that's remember right. mm-hmm. so talk a little bit about um well what are the differences between shooting well you wouldn't know the difference between iphone and and android shooting but what's what's available on on android phones for so shooting? the reason i became an android person is because um that other phone that i won't mention just kidding um, is proprietary, right? You have to do everything through that system. You got to pay through that system. You got to pay just to do all this. And then Android, I found that it was like a piece, more like a PC. And you, if you just can think around problems and you know take something out of one and put it into another program, then back in, and next you know you got around your little problem. Um, to me, that seems a bit more um, along the lines of how I like to work. So that's why I immediately went to Android because it really was more um, of a, a uh, what's the word? Uh, integ- integration thing with PC because I was mm. working on PC um, in my early years when I got into creativity. Yeah, I worked on a Mac when it was a little TV, little like robot box thing. You know, it was really small. 
the screen's the like four inches. Yeah, the yeah. classic, right? Um, and yeah, to me, that was the most amazing thing in the world. I went to, I went to advertising school going, like, oh, yeah, I want to do, the, you know. But somewhere along the line, I ended up on PC, learned that, learned how to navigate. I think it was through my audio editing years of learning to oh, get yeah, around yeah. issues yeah. that I liked it for that. And so therefore, naturally, when I went to film, I still liked it for that because I was able to use applications here, applications there, cross them over to make what I wanted to do because they couldn't do it on their own. You know, this app wouldn't work, but if I threw it into that and then do something different with it, I could throw it back in and then that would work, you know? Right. So there's just, just experimental stuff that, like you mentioned, I was doing early on. Well, with Android, um, I, I had mentioned my, I had my HTC. I shot that video in 1080p. Um, I don't know that iPhone was having that quality at the time. Well, the one thing uh, that also caught my eye when uh, you first showed me your phone, yeah. right? Because we're talking about toys now, okay, guys? <laughs> we're, we're beyond the story. I think we've already yeah, proven that, say. that we're into that. But there's this other, you know, fun part, which is the the, the tools, yeah, the, the tools. gear, the, the toys. Um, and I remember when you showed it to me, just opening up the audio element for the microphone. Yeah. And you had different settings for microphones mm -hmm. that you had. You could do shotgun, you can do condenser, you can do, you know, all the different waves and yeah. and everything like that. Which on the iPhone, it to this day, it doesn't have that. You know, yeah. that's something that you can control through the app on the phone naturally. Right. And that's what I mean about proprietary. You have to go through their hoops and, you know, jump over their bars to make it work where... Here, it just, you know, like it's just, I don't know, it's not proprietary, I guess. But, um, so, you know, going back to the HTC thing, the reason why I ended up with this phone, it was by accident, or just happenstance, I should say, is that I made that video with the HTC. It was awesome, you know, quality as far as, you know, was there at the time. And I went back for an HTC. However, my phone company did not have one. They weren't, they didn't have the new ones yet. And I'm like, oh, they can do this now. And come on, you know, and they didn't have it. And so the sales guy goes, well, here's this. It's supposed to be really good for filming and whatever. And da, da, da. And, you know, and I was like, all right, let me see that. Right. And then I started looking at it going like, oh, wow, it has options that are already in this phone that I hadn't seen anywhere else. Right. Yeah. And it was even a little bit more than I was looking for as far as, you know, capabilities. And I thought, well, okay, cool. Let's, you know, fine. That's my only choice. And that's the closest thing in quality I'm going to get. It was, I think it was in 4K or at the time. I'm not sure if it was 4K yet. Um, Probably was. I think you it know, was. 4K I think it, yeah, came I think, out yeah. before Apple yeah, came out Yeah, I think, I think you're right. Because so yeah. what happened was I, um, he says, I got this, this, this other option, LG. And I was like, LG, okay. Yeah, I like, you know, I've heard of LG. They're good. Uh, okay, let me look at it. They make ovens and right, yeah. And right. he's like, well, here's you know, the supposedly that you know it's made for filmmaking. Yeah. Okay, fine. So I got it, you know, and it had a directional microphone. And I mean, there's like three microphones. All this stuff I was like, wow, that's kind of crazy. So they give me this phone that has these cool capabilities, and I thought, you know, it's a little bit more than I was looking for. But you know, hey, I'll learn it and maybe do some cool stuff with it. So when I took that phone home. I uh, did some research, obviously. I'm like, well, what's this phone that has this cool capability stuff, has, you know, directional microphones, it's got all kinds of control, it's got, you know, this cool, you know, like a shutter speed, it's got white balance, it's got autofocus, it's got all this great stuff. And I found out that, and I had to look it up because I always butcher his name, Joseph Gordon Levitt, the actor. He, um, when I was looking to do my research, he had this commercial that he was promoting the LG V10, which is the first phone I had. 
and he said that specifically this phone was made with Hollywood and uh, LG, you know, phone designers to make something that would make great video films and whatnot, right? So that's why you had directional microphones, three of them in there. You know, you can control if you wanted to project it out or bring it back and um, gain control. And as I mentioned, that the camera had all these features. I mean, practically everything that a DSLR has, practically. I mean, not everything, of course. Um, which, of course, then it's evolved even closer to that. But anyway, I'll get into that in a sec. But anyway, in a nutshell, I had this phone going like, oh, my God, this thing can do what? And as I learned, you know, speaking with iPhone folks, you know, there are apps that allow their iPhones to do some of these functions, you know, and only my phone did it naturally, and it was all there, and I was like, whoa. So I set out to make my second film. and Take five. Take five, yes, exactly. <laughs> That's the name of the film, guys. Yeah, the name of the film, yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, I was drawing from something, as anyone should, you know, when you talk about storytelling, story making, you know, draw from what you know. You know, that is key. You know, not everybody walks your footsteps. Your That's st- what the third prize winner this year did with that mm-hmm. mil- movie, The Actor. That's right. Where she, she went into casting calls and, mm-hmm. and doing the, the auditions, and she won an award with that. Exactly. Um, so my film was pretty much similar. Similar. It was interesting because it was a, um, as an actor, you know, you you realize that there's a lot of hurry up and waits situations, you know, in filming, auditioning, whatever you want to call it, and you know, sometimes you over prepare for things, sometimes you under prepare, and for auditions, you know, you're you're waiting, you're waiting, and all of a sudden they're not ready, and then they're ready, and you're not ready, and <laughs> you know, it's nerve wracking and. I kind of thought about, you know, what an actor goes through sometimes when you're like there ready to go and all of a sudden they want to stop and pause for something, you know, that you may not be so important to you. And then you're stuck like, oh, I was ready. And now you got to re kind of like you're battling your own demons in your own head because now you're frustrated and then you're having your own conversation in your head. And, and then you got to somehow like put that aside and come but back. Th- and now that experience of making a movie, uh, you know, like that. That was different because uh, before, when you make your made your music video, that was an experience you had. Sort of, you were experimenting. You weren't putting that much. Then, then you have to work with the audio, which is a whole different ball game. That got you, you know, thinking more about it and everything. But with this film, you already had been to the film festival. You already had, you know, talked to different filmmakers. You'd already sort of seen what was out there. You had. Um, uh, some idea about what your intention was outside of the story. I want to make this film. I want to turn this story into a film. Uh, I want to shoot it with my phone. So it was like, okay, now you are in mobile filmmaking mode as opposed to I'm just going to shoot a video with this band and experiment with my phone. Right, exactly. So I, I was basically thinking about how do I apply my knowledge from acting and being on you know real film sets and all that mess to the phone's parameters, what the phone can do. And, I mean, in a nutshell, I figured out it's pretty much almost the same, you know. Um, with anything, when you're working on the big cameras, you know, you have to switch lenses because certain things don't work in certain situations. And mm-hmm. same thing with your phone, you know. I Luckily, I had two F-stops. I got wide-angle lens, and I got a you know, nice tight. But uh, like anything, you, I had to work within the parameters of the phone. If I come out of those parameters, then you're going to get some ill effects, whether it's pixelization, 
you know, jumping. I mean, it's just stuff, you know, yeah. you know, so you have to think about that kind of stuff. And so, um, as I move forward on it and I have my idea based on what I knew, you know, what, you know, I thought it'd be a great situation. I thought of Lizette, you know, um, actually I had a few actresses in mind that I was going to use. And Lizette was like inspired by the story that she sent me a taped video audition, <coughs> excuse me, before I even asked for it. And, I, and you met in the film festival. Uh, I met her right? at the film festival. And what's great is that, you know, she, you know, already had an idea too as an actress because there w- there is a, a transition, a segue that needed to happen with those working in the industry accepting and willing to move forward in this kind of new media, if you will, you know. Yeah. And so the fact that she was an actress that one of my peers that was already exposed to f- mobile filmmaking, she was all for it, you know, yeah. where... The other actors I was speaking to, they had questions, you know, and that's fine, you know, but I was already in the mode, like, I don't have time for questions, you know what <laughs> I mean? Like, I already know what I want to do, and yeah. and Lizette was on it right away, so when we went to go film this um, this short film, um, I my experiment continued. Mm-hmm. I was messing with apps, you know, I use this one little app that my kid uses that helps you simulate music video, you know, speed where, where the subject is not moving as fast as the background. And I thought, wow, this app can do that for kids. And then my mind, of course, as it does or doesn't think, <laughs> all of a sudden I thought to myself, well, what if I use that app for the video? You know, but I don't need the audio because I'm going to put my own audio to it, much like I learned in that video that I made for my friend's band, right? Exactly. So again, things all apply. You learn them somewhere, different places, and they all apply later, you know? And so I used that app to get the effect I wanted. And then I took the audio off because it's not what I wanted. Obviously, I had um, something else in mind. And next thing you know, I layer that on top, and then all of a sudden my visual is exactly what I was looking for. And, of course, my audio is what I want because I've, it was another thought, right? right? So as I learned making this film, you know, I was able to shoot angles that you can't do with big cameras, like wrapping around a person's body who goes right by you. You know, in a, in a regular film shoot, the camera is so big, you're, you're kind of stuck in one position, and you can't move around the subject as they go by you. You know, you can do that with these big old um, jibs that they wear, you know, these, these anti-gravity kind of floating little devices. But guess what, how big that thing is? You can't fit in the hallway around a person, but you can with the phone. Where did I get that idea? The year before, there was a video where somebody stuck their phone on a model train. You can't fit any other camera on there. It sat on the back of the caboose, and you had a first-person view of what it looks like from a train in this little world which is no different from the big world, but it was a little miniature, right? So I thought the same thing. Oh, I'm Yeah, that was the first prize winner in our very first film festival. That was um, Michael Corbell's film, um, uh, The Apple of My Eye. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> um, Something like that. So, you, I mean, you can draw from everywhere, obviously. You know what I mean? I've, I, you know, what may be or may not be my thoughts maybe came from witnessing something at the festival. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and so... Let me take one step back and I'll get you to this. <laughs> one step back is this, is that when I started editing my footage on PC, right. I was looking for the best editing application out there for PC. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I am, you know, because of this, the way I came into this, I was not looking to go into the professional stuff that everyone uses, this, the industry standard, which I right. don't like that phrase. Right. Because quite honestly, there shouldn't... The industry be. is evolving. Right. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. They're catching up to what I already... Th- it's, anyway. Yeah. So, you know, so so I started looking for like what's out there. You know what I mean? Yeah, you got your 
dang freaking pro, you know, whatever. Uh, Final Cut Pro. Final Cut Pro and, and yeah. your premieres and all that. Avid. And, yeah, Avid. And, and don't get me wrong. I'm not, you know, they are professional stuff. Don't get me wrong. But I'm like thinking, why why not continue this path of like what else is out there? What's coming? Well, you know? if it fits your needs. I, exactly. You know, exactly. I mean, like with iMovie, for example, mm-hmm. you only have two video tracks that you can play with. You know, yeah. where uh, I've worked on videos for years and I've had up to seven, nine tracks sometimes of there video you where you're you're lining things up and you're layering and mm-hmm. things like that. But you don't need that many, you, you, don't. you know, for for certain videos and right. for most videos. And if you, you know, like I think, you know, our old recording skills that I had from, there, you know, overdubbing or laying over things, yeah. you know what I mean? And like you yeah. said, layering. And so, yeah, you can kind of work within two, just got to go back and forth. Well. Yeah. So as I did my research, I found that Power Director was like the, you know, computer magazine. Everybody's like, oh, this is the one for PC, right? It's amazing, whatnot. And I bought it, and I was like, this is easy. This is cool. Oh, it does everything I need, you know? And it fell into everything I was doing. Well, you know, as the years go by, you get to mm, Power Director 9, Power Director 10, you know, it keeps climbing, and then they keep adding features and way amazing stuff, right? Well, as it would have it, they have a phone app. Right. That almost does 80% of what the big app does, right? And you know, Premiere, Premiere mm-hmm. does that too. Does it, Adobe. Okay. They have a Premiere Clip that's also for the phone. Oh, wonderful. So um, a lot of them are doing that. And there's some newer ones that are apps for phones that are actually coming out with desktop versions at the same time. Oh, my God. I'm there telling was flip you, this whole thing right, is uh, just evolving. So but you you were just showing me something really cool yeah. with the... the so so PowerDirector, yeah. you know, they, they came out with their phone app, and I was like, no way, let me see this. And, oh, my God, could you do almost, you know, what the phone can do? Right. Um, and then each time they upgrade and they keep adding things to you. Once you purchase it, they, they whatever add add-ons are doing, they, they you get them for free, right? They, it just your app's growing and evolving. Right. And so, uh, I started using the phone app. Okay, and we're talking in this past six months, maybe to a year max, where I started kind of editing you know, after Miranda. Hello, my daughter's <laughs> teaching me, and yeah, I expect to be on her movie set one day too. Yeah. Is that, <laughs> is that. She did all of her editing for these two films on her phone. I thought, oh, that's crazy, man. I can't be looking at this little screen doing this whole thing. No way. You know, and so I'm on a laptop. Yeah, boom. You know, I'm going to do that. Yeah. And then, and here I am now. This year, I edited my first little clip, you know, video behind the scenes. Yeah, know, with footage, music and music, titles. Titles, and footage, everything on my yeah. phone. And I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe I did the whole thing on my phone without ever going to my, my laptop. And now my laptop seems like it's too much to bring out. And then actually, you know, I do another video. And then I get people going like, dude, that's so cool. We want to see what, you know, we like seeing what you're doing, you know. And so when I go, on, lately when I go on, you know, a commercial shoot, movie set, whatever, and, and I start filming footage of, you know, the fun things we do back and talking to people. And then I'll take some stills, you know. And then next you know, I do this behind the scenes video with music. I can do, you know, word graphics. I can do all kinds of great stuff, effects. And, and how long are those videos, by the way? Oh, about three, four, five three, minutes four max, minutes. Okay. I think I've done. Yeah. And, um, um, you know, because, you know, you don't want to bombard everything. I mean, you wouldn't want to do a feature. Right, exactly. You know I what mean, I'm saying? But, point. yeah, I just... And so as as I do another one, and then I do another one, and next you know it's getting faster, and I'm, like, starting to experiment with the apps. And I'm like, oh, and like Susie was saying, my application allows me to do like two tracks, you know, multi-layer video tracking, multi, you know, only like two. 
Mm-hmm. Well, I just got an update this week for multi-track recording, Very video, nice. audio, and I'm like, oh my God, it's even falling more in line with the full app, right? And then as I get better at messing with this thing, all of a sudden I'm like, why? I'm not even bringing my laptop out anymore. This is ridiculous. I thought I wouldn't, I can't believe I'm even saying this, that I'm actually editing on my phone now. That's and, awesome. And it's, it's, it's coming out like I would do it on a big old laptop. Yep, big yeah. old. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's big old, right? <laughs> yeah, right? right. It's like we're, we're, oh, yeah, well, yeah, desktops. When you're comparing laptops it to are too a phone. Remember when just having a laptop was so yeah. awesome? It's like I can't wait to have a laptop. <sighs> you know, of course they were like four inches wide, thick. Yeah. You know, yeah, and they and were still heavy. heavy and, yeah, and so and it's now like, they're getting lighter too. But uh, but yeah, no, it's cool. He would Anthony was just showing me was a video that he's composing for somebody. He's editing something, and there, the footage wasn't shot on a phone. No. But it's being edited on a on phone, a phone, you know. And when you see this, it, like you would not know what I edited it with. So that's my whole thing, is that. I, and, and it's funny because there was a bit of a stigma going on from professionals having to accept where we're headed, right? Yeah. And if you don't tell professionals what you did it on, they it doesn't even come across their mind. They don't even think about it. The moment you say phone, they're like, "What?" And suddenly their attitude changes. So let me ask you something really quick. Um, and then we're going to have to end the show mm-hmm. um, just for our listeners to get, you know, some good stuff out of this. Mm-hmm. This is the app that you recommend. It's called Power Director, right? Power Director. Yes. And it's uh, only for Androids. Only for Androids. It's it's on your it's at your Google store. It's they have a free version. Have right. fun with it. You and it's not even expensive. It's under ten dollars. Yeah, if there's some it. limitations with that, which mm-hmm. means that you can. Um, the export is only seven hundred and twenty, right? On the um, I believe it's seven. Yeah, you're right. Exa- yeah, yeah. It was but, that, but honestly, that's still okay. I'm I'm just letting you know because I've you know when I first started the film festival, I can attest to this that uh, films with seven hundred and twenty, you know, HD, which is the beginning of HD on the resolution will still play on a big screen. Right. And I believe it's actually... Okay, so the free app, obviously, they try to limit it so you can buy it, right? Right. Trust me, it's under $10 when you get the... And then when you buy the app, you can can edit in 4K. Okay, that's what I do now, right? You can put out... You can put out 1080p and 4K if you choose. It's up to you. But um, anyway, so the, the cool part is that, you know, when you get the free version, there's a there's a little logo on the bottom, right? Yeah, we're not going to tell people to crop it out. No, though, because, oh, I know. Because you know, again, Andrew, see, I found right? a way around that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's <laughs> what I do. So anyway, um, but it's five dollars, right? right? Exactly. It was like it was like yeah, six dollars. No is it a month or is it no okay, one time purchase good. fee? Yeah. And they update you as it gets updated. And the cool part is that then you get. Output 10, 1080p, 4K. The logo goes away, you know, and you and now they've added multi-tracking. Like yeah, what? so you get all the updates for free mm-hmm. on top of that. That's awesome. It's the app that keeps. Getting so it. then <laughs> now, um, what about for? Did you ever use apps while you're filming? I know you have for yeah, special filters and yeah, effects, exactly. but. Are there any apps that you've used to say do rack focus or you know no, not, exposure not, mm-hmm. or anything like that? Because my phone does all that, right? I don't right. have to do any of that. Yeah, I see. My phone has um, the capability of like a DSLR, DSLR camera. Yeah where you can get the, the focus screen where it's all green and, you know, it's like this green thing comes across to show you where the camera's focusing. Right. My phone does that. My phone has a windsock. 
Okay. Yeah. It's 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 ridiculous. So the LG starts you off with like amazingness, right? Yeah. And then so you can limit the apps you need, but it goes back to what you said, preference. Yeah. Find your favorite app. What app do you use to cool, do cool pictures with? Well, honestly, to me, I mean, I don't like using apps because it's it's adding to the memory on your phone. And not everybody has, you know. <laughs> Let's go back to LG again. Right. That allows you <laughs> to have an external memory chip in it. Yeah, well, that's the thing. <laughs> well, Unlike the iPhone, yeah, you can't but, open it up. But, I mean, it's still, okay, so there's... Um, there's memory and there's space. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So just like, I mean, like RAM memory. Yes. So that's for processing. So here's what I've always yeah. done, and I've, I've, maybe it's because of my audio editing back in the 2000, early 2000s, Yeah. is that I only use my device for function. In other words, for processing. Right. I may put something on it for memory, but I dump it. I never leave. Right. Why? Because I don't want my quality of processing to go down. Exactly. So I use external memory stuff. You know, er, you know keep it separate. You, yeah. you won't have a problem with your device for a while, a long time, if you don't bog it down with, by using its memory. Yeah, and again, it depends on your phone. So mm-hmm. if you don't have a, a phone that's the best, mm-hmm. because you can't, you know what I mean, using an app won't degrade the quality of what you're doing. Because I've had people have problems with audio syncing and, right. you know, things, you know, well, that actually glitches and things because they're using an app because everybody's recommending some app or something. And right. it's really putting a drain on their It Yeah, exactly. So system, what happens so, also, yeah. too, that I just learned recently, believe it or not, somewhere else, yeah, is that when you're uh, transferring audio, yeah. it has to be to certain hertz. Yeah. For it to line up with your video. Mm-hmm. And and I just learned there's a I guess there's the a map to it. Bit, yeah. Right? So the sixteen bit, you have to have forty four whatever hertz so yeah. it'll line up to the video properly. Otherwise it, you're gonna get this delay that eventually mm-hmm. down the road comes off, right? And and I've had friends you know, it's so funny because it has been a problem in the past, right? And I've had friends who, you know, they're DSLR user and they just can't oh it's not the the audio's coming off. Well it's because the numbers yeah, when you're extern- external, external recording, mic, yeah. yeah, that's why you can't. Well, that's why that's why I always tell people in the end, Google is your friend. <laughs> <laughs> true that, true that. Um, oh, that's so, you know what, and I, you yeah. know what? Did you say that? I want to add to that. Yeah. <sighs> Google is your friend. If you have <laughs> any questions on how to do something, it's out there. Yeah. You know how do I rec- how do I film this? How do I do that? It's out there. Well, here, here's what I, what I tell people when I, when I do workshops and things. I say, first, you get out your phone and you start recording stuff just for pretend. Mm-hmm. You know, let me pretend I'm making a movie. Then let me pretend I need to like this better. Let me pretend and keep pretending. And then uh, when you, because what happens if you, if you go to Google and you enter making movies, how do I make a great movie on my phone? You're going to enter the jungle of mobile film. So right now, now when I first started this, there wasn't any information out there. You know, it was back in the the 60th page of Google search. You'd find something in a forum that you have to test and you'd have to go back to the store, all (coughs) kinds of things. But now... There's so much out there. You're going to start to believe that you need things that you may not need. So exactly. I, yeah, yeah, so I tell people, yeah. check it out, start recording. You actually start doing things, right? 
That's how you get, you're going to get your experience that way. As you're gaining your experience, you're going to find out what it is you really do need to search for. So you're practicing and your audio is coming out and, you know, and it's, mm. and, and it's doing something like that. Now you know how to Google that. So your, your Google is more focused on what you need. You find right. the answer quick, boom, I got that. Now mm. I'm going back to this, got another problem. Okay, I'm going to Google, but I'm focused. Right. Well, honestly, I, I strongly encourage this. Start out with free stuff. Definitely. Go learn on free stuff. Get, and get and the actually, the the free the the freest yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the freest thing yeah. you have is your phone. Yeah. Just just turn it sideways. Hit record. You know. Uh, you know. I I would say go into the settings just to make sure that you've got the highest quality at least mm, that yeah. that you that you need to set, or just let it go. Just don't even mess with that. But just start recording. You know, and then. Bring it into a bigger screen, you know, and see what it looks like because you'll notice things. Mm -hmm. You will notice shaking and things like that mm -hmm. on a bigger screen. But then go from there and, and definitely go for the free stuff first because yeah. what makes an expert? Experience, there you, you go. know, so. And um, yeah, you don't have to spend a lot of money to get started. You know, like I said, use all the free stuff, you know, get it yeah. all good. Because trust me, once you get it all down, you'll be like, Okay, I need more. And then you you might buy something that, you know, has more features because it's like, okay, I'm ready for that, you know. So I want to give the listeners a little treat here. Um, I'm going to put you on the spot. We're going to play a little game. Oh. And so I'm going to give you 20 seconds. Okay. Um, and what I would like for you to do is in 20 seconds, I know you've acted in a lot of films, hmm. uh, big and little, television, things like that. So hmm. in 20 seconds, I want you to name every one of those films that you can remember. Oh, my God, really? Yeah. Shoot, okay. All right, ready? Uh -huh. This is your rap sheet. Wow. <laughs> and go. Uh, terms and condition, uh, the a-hole story, um, uh, it's not, no, not porn, um, uh, turbulence, um, pitch, uh, <laughs> oh my god, I suck. <laughs> oh my god. Honestly, it, that uh, with those 20 seconds, I wouldn't have gotten through my list if I, I was know. able to do it one one per second, but uh, What was that one with the female uh, president or something or the president's wife that was uh I, I know you posted that when it was like a series on Netflix. Oh, Ingubernable. What was it? Ingubernable. Ingubernable. It's a Spanish um Kate Katie Kate Del Castillo who was um El Chapo's little uh, actress interest that he was in there with the whole Sean Penn thing. Oh, it was her her series, and uh, yeah, that yeah. was interesting. <laughs> yeah, well, he was. So and, he's uh, Anthony's been around. Been around, right? <laughs> and uh, oh, here's something cool. A uh, little plug. Um, I just saw the trailer for season two of Drug Lords on Netflix, which I will be in. When the El Chapo story of all, I don't know. El Chapo seems to be like. The thing right now, or huh? it's it's. I don't know how I end up in them, but I'm I'm around. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm around El Chapo. It's weird, <laughs> but uh, no. So that that'll be coming out. I'm looking forward to that because that was like over cool. a year ago. You know, it's just weird to get those Facebook reminders like what you're doing last year at this time. I was on that set. Yeah, and <laughs> acting is a whole different game because you're there for a few weeks or a few months during production, and then you walk away and you don't know where that's going if it's even going anywhere. It, uh, the way I say it, like I said, it's just you know plant your seeds, keep walking, yeah. and then you hopefully roses pop up behind you because right. if you wait there for that rose to to grow yeah 
<laughs> hey, I, I'd say the same thing with uh, these films. You yes. know, uh, make a mobile film, put it out in the film festivals, and keep 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 rolling. Keep your cameras rolling. Keep doing more and more and more. Yeah, Learn I mean, more. I mean, like I said, I incorporated it into my filmmaking. Now I have these cool little behind-the-scenes videos that I make, and people are oh, actually I know. I love it. they're they're into it because you know, a I'm doing it all on my phone, yay, and then b um, you know it kind of gives you insight. So yeah, do record your life. I mean, you, you got a story. I want to add a little something here that 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 was a really kind of amazing, I guess, moment or at least a point in time where I was able to to witness experience. You know, yeah. Not <laughs> only my daughter having her own film and watching her do the thing, but was amazing about this last year is that three innovators, three people from different parts of the world. Pioneers. Pioneers. From the day back then. We're talking, no, they, two of them had Nokias. Okay. Yeah. In different parts of the world, making their own little mobile film, really experimenting with it. 2009? When was it? 2007? Well, Wait, as, as far as back... So... You're talking about. I'm talking about all three of you. I'm not talking yeah. about one specific. Okay, so, um, so yes, yeah, so three Jay, people from different. Parts. One of them was making mm-hmm. films. Mm-hmm. The other in one Australia. was experimenting in New in York. New York and ended up teaching it at NYU. It teaches it. At NYU. And then there was me who was just, I don't even know. I'm just I'm madly in love with with this whole thing and wanted to give the opportunity. So that you had somebody teaching it. You had someone. Creating. creating it, and then you had me creating, creating the platform, platform as, a, as a live venue. All different parts, and then they came together just, just kind of by, you know, I, I know... By chance, almost. By chance, almost, because I know Jace you know, wanted to be here, but then, um, what's his he, name? Uh, uh, professor, or I can't remember <laughs> no, his name. Great, Carl. Carl, yeah. Carl... Or dash or something he like started, that. He was just coming through at the right time. It's like, yeah, he wanted to show up. And to have them all three there. Yeah. You know, she talks about community and all that. I mean, think about that community, how wide it was. It's a and tripod. It was a tri- they're coming together, yeah. right? So yeah. when this idea came about, about, you know, kind of really growing San Diego a little bit, you know, we get, you know, we got plenty of people here, you know, come on. And, and, and the idea of creating a contest. And connecting and everybody from all over the world to the people in San Diego. Exactly. Because that's, that's the thing that, I mean, we're in America's finest city. Yeah. I mean, I know it's self-proclaimed or whatever, but yeah. that's the reputation that we have. And to have one of the pioneer film festivals like this, you know, where you're putting it on the big screen, people are coming from different places for it. To have it here in San Diego, it's a great, beautiful place to have it. But to have the people from San Diego uh, just, I mean, honestly, they just weren't a part of it, really. They weren't. I mean, with the exception of you and Mm -hmm. Lizette, and now this year we had Anthony and Pamela, Mm-hmm. Um, who were also <laughs> in our podcast. Who's mm-hmm. not in our podcast, guys? <laughs> um, but to have everybody uh, to grow this more and get more people involved and to connect with mm-hmm. everyone. And all ages, all ages. All I mean, ages. any kid, exactly. any Mickey, father, Mickey I mean, is from any San age, Diego. right, yeah. exactly, can get into this contest. And I'm going to drop a seat for those professionals who aren't ready to make that segue. Go look at the new red iPhone coming out. <laughs> And it's still evolving. They haven't released it yet, but that let me tell you, it, it's the day has come when it, the cameras, <laughs> when are, the making cameras phones, are making phones. Right? Exactly. So you know, don't don't think you know everything's going to happen in the first shot. But let me tell you, doors opening. That's right. Mm-hmm. Hey, listeners, if you want to know more about this, go to mobilizestories.com. That's about the community. 
um, follow Anthony. Well, the International Mobile Film Festival dot com is the other one. But um, give a shout out to Anthony. Tell him you heard about him or heard the podcast. As long as it is, sorry to go over time, but there was a lot here. Um, Anthony, where can people follow you? Uh, on Instagram, you have your ad. Yeah, on Instagram, I'm at um, Anthony De La Cruz dot artist. Um, and Facebook. actually, the easiest way, just go to my what I call my web hub. There you go. Anthony uh, all one word dot com, and then you can it'll take you to everything I do in different sections and all that. So. Yeah. Or you can even just Google Anthony De La Cruz San Diego. Me. That's <laughs> right. It saved me at the border after filming. It's cool. <laughs> That's right. right. That's another story, That's another for, story another for another podcast. Another yeah. Exactly. Or maybe maybe if you come to one of our events, right. uh, you can share it there. Yeah. It's always fun to talk. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for sticking around and listening to this. I hope you got a lot out of it, especially uh, for all of you who have Android phones. Uh, you've got a lot of great information, and I hope you're inspired to make your movies. <laughs>